0: What extraordinary, or should I say, extraordinary readings we have today. As we begin with this wonderful testament in the, from Genesis of Abraham. Abraham and his wife, Sarah were without child. They were now advancing into their old age, knowing that they would never have a child. When along comes three gentlemen and stays with them. And they say to them, you're going to have a son. You've got to be kidding me. There's no way we could have a son now. We're advanced in age. But a year later, they have a son. Imagine what it must have been like for Abraham and Sari when God speaks to them and says, I want you to take your son, take him up on the mountain and kill him. How can you say that, Lord? After the great gift you've given us, you've given us a son in our old age. Now you want me to sacrifice him? For most people, they would say, What a brutal God that they had. How could any God be so powerful and loving for this couple to bear them a son and then take him away? But Abraham follows the Lord. He takes his son Isaac up on the mountain. He builds this altar, having his son helping. Son wondering what's going to happen. He gathers all the sticks for the fire. Then his son is placed upon the altar and he lifts this dagger to kill his son. Then this remarkable gift comes to him. This angel says to him, Spare your son. Do not touch him at all. He looks around and he sees this ram in the thicket. So he gathers him and places him on the altar as the sacrifice. The sacrifice that was given all through the Old Testament for the atonement of sins. Then we come to this wonderful gospel. Here, The Lord has chosen these three, Peter, James, and John. Come with me up on the mountain. Imagine what the other nine were thinking. What's he doing? Why isn't he taking all of us with him? But he doesn't. He takes those three, and they go up on the mountain. I'm sure they were thinking, oh, we've got something special. Something really great is going to happen to us. But what happens? The Lord changes in front of them. His clothes become dazzling white, almost to the point that they can't look at him. And then suddenly there's Elijah and Moses with him. And Jesus is chatting with them. These three men experience something remarkable. Here is the giver of the law, Moses, and a great prophet with the Lord. The Lord has been given the gift of the law of the, of the community as well as the great prophet. They are going to witness something remarkable. And Peter, as always, first to speak up, Lord, let us build three tents here. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. No. I don't need three tents. Let us go back down the mountain. Peter wanted to stay there. He wanted to worship in that community at the top of the mountain. He didn't want to go back to anyone else because they had witnessed something remarkable. But they head down the mountain. The Lord tells them, don't say anything to anyone about what you've seen until after I've been raised from the dead. It had to have been terribly difficult for them not to say anything, not even to the other nine. Yet they kept quiet. But all the time they're wondering, what does he mean by rising from the dead? What is that? We don't know anything like that. But they obey him. Then we hear the comparison between Abraham and God. Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son, but God interceded. But then God is willing to sacrifice his son, and he doesn't stop. He does the sacrifice of his son for us to bring us out of the the terrible dread of death into the bright hope of eternal life. That's the amazing gift that... St. Paul shares with the church in Rome. We have a great and merciful God who loves us so much that he was willing to sacrifice his son that we could have eternal life. It's interesting in our response today, we say about the Lord behind us. We walk before the Lord in the land of the living. We are in the land of the living. The Lord is behind us. He gives us that little nudge at times to help us proclaim His truth to our brothers and sisters. That's the gift He's given us: through the gift of the Eucharist, through the power of His Word, to be able to go out into our to our brothers and sisters and share that Word, to share the experience of receiving the Lord and the fullness of who He is into our lives, that we can be that witness. How many times we need that push? He's there. He's going to give the support and the love that we need. Do we accept that or do we fall on our faces? We ask the Lord to be with us, to give us that inspiration, to be able to be that witness, especially in this season of Lent, to be a real witness of his presence in our lives.